Earlier today, Ohio Governor John Kasich uh, urged members of the Electoral College not to vote for him. Don't worry, Johnny. Just like the primaries, nobody's voting for John Kasich. The Trump Report starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, yes! You can't always get what you want. And welcome to the show that... It's this perfect holiday yeah. cheer. <laughs> welcome to the show that, honestly, none of us here and a lot of people in the media ever expected would be the show that we'd be doing after the election. The Trump Report. Uh, let's uh, go go around the table. I'm uh, your moderator, Christian Black at Christian DMZ. And to my left camera right for those of you watching on YouTube and if you are watching on YouTube go ahead and jump in the chat room share <laughs> your thoughts with us the one and only Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia and at the far end of the desk in a completely different time zone than me <laughs> Scott Moore at S-Man 80 and hey uh, yeah so uh, you you see familiar faces from Trump versus Hillary which we did mm -hmm. during the presidential election and uh, you'll you'll continue to see all of our familiar faces. Sometimes you'll see our friend Stephen Helmkamp. Sometimes Drexel Hurd will be around. Drexel needed a mental health uh, year, I think, to take <laughs> off for a little bit, but he'll he'll be around sometimes. We'll also have some new faces. You know, we'll kind of rotate it in a little bit, but we also want to hear from all of you. So, if you are listening to the podcast version on iTunes, make sure you tweet us at Trump Report. ABTV, as in After Buzz TV, and that's where you can find the show. Uh, follow us there on Twitter, like us on YouTube, comment and rate us on iTunes once we're up there, which we're not there yet because we're just doing our first show now. But, uh, and so the title, The Trump Report, uh, you know, we are going to be bringing the latest Trump news, reporting on it. Uh, this is, We're not going to necessarily start from an anti-Trump standpoint. Necessarily. Sometimes we might find ourselves there. Sometimes we'll find ourselves in disagreement. Maybe a majority of the time. But, for but I'm going to start with something that I think is positive. I have two positives to start with. The first, and, you know, when you, at the tip of the iceberg, I think this is positive. Once you break it down, you're like, all right, well, this is a little bit silly. But Donald Trump slamming Boeing, the costs for new Air Force One, says to cancel the order. Well, you can't cancel any orders yet. You have six weeks or so to wait for that. And he says it's going to cost $4 billion to build a couple new uh, Air Force Ones. It's closer to $2 billion, but he has a point. Why are we spending that much on those airplanes? Let's take a look at that before we actually spend the money. Also, these are planes that we don't need for 10 years. So can't you shop around? Well, you know, find a better deal, Chelsea. The funny uh. thing is, I found out, or what I read, was actually he's right. Because not only is it going to cost about $2 billion to build them, yeah. but until like 2021, mm -hmm. the total cost to maintain, I guess, is $4 billion. I guess that's where he got his yeah. number well, from. And, and the research to go into it, um, and maybe he's mad because he'll never get to use it because he won't be president in 2021. I don't know. But the, well, uh, <laughs> even if he gets two terms, he won't be president in 2021. But... So. but but here's the thing too that I think a lot no, of people he will, he will sorry, be he would stupid. be but let's yeah. just hope he, he doesn't. Yeah, actually, what you're um, saying, yes. <laughs> so that's what I was saying. Maybe it was like he's mad yeah. because he won't be able to use it. But the point is, I don't is, think he's thinking that. No, he's not. But the point is, no, he's, he thinks he's going to be president forever. Well, he also <laughs> thinks his plane is better. It's just right. it's not up to you know it doesn't it, it can't uh, evade missiles. But his but plane. Here, exactly. But here's the thing about yeah, that, that 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 we kind of forget is one, it, it does take a lot because these planes are basically 
the president's office in the sky and they have to be incredibly protected against you know threats they have to like you said like they have to have a lot of stuff put into them it's not that easy to just say here we're giving you a a commercial type don't tell him let him just use plane. his own yeah i know right but there's a lot that goes into it too the the current plane that we have right now for air force one and and trump was actually correct with that is that it's very old, so it's using a lot more fuel. Yeah. It's not uh, it's not environmentally friendly. Put some solar panels um, on it and call it a day. By the way. But it, it is using a lot of... I'm just uh, kidding, of, of course, right. because I know I'm about <laughs> to get a lot of hate. No, but how but, funny would that be if Donald Trump suddenly comes up with the first green Air Force One? This is, you know... I know. The, just, the, the, as, the, as sort of, the one who wants to save coal yeah. and everything. But here's yeah. the third thing, too. Yes. The American jobs. Uh, you know, he talks about saving jobs and bringing jobs back. All these jobs are going to be happening with Boeing here in the United States. So you take away uh, those jobs, too. That's kind of against, that's the antithesis of what he's standing for. So I get the spending of the money. It seems like a lot. Seems. Uh, well, seems. I mean, $4 billion. No, but I mean, compared to the whole entire but, budget of the, of right. the but U.S. Here, this is the problem, is that it's it, like $4 billion here, well, $2 billion here. I, I this do that is how in, in, Americans in, go broke, is because we spend well, 20 here course. and 50 here. And I get it because I do production uh, you know, uh, budgets, and I'm like, oh, we'll spend a little bit here and there, because it does add up. However, I'm just saying, in the big scheme of things, these planes that will be brought out in the 20s will be things that will be able to be used and be completely updated and be able to be used for years to come and I yes they can look, cancel the order I, I i don't agree with canceling it but i agree with maybe looking into trimming it down that, that's all i want to say yeah. is like you know what let's see why does it cost much look we all hear the stories of government waste that it yeah. costs like 500 dollars to buy a hammer right. because of all the red tape you have to go and, through and the 125 billion right now yeah. that, that in the pentagon that that apparently is wasted those are things to look at but i think you know, just tweeting like that and talking about something that could be potentially very good for American workers and for the country and getting updated planes is something to look into without him tweeting about to yeah. everybody. Right. I, I, I could be more upset about tweets. I'm fine with that one. <laughs> you're, you're all right with the tweeting. Yeah. All right. Well, what we'll with talk, that one? We'll talk about the tweeting a little bit. That one, no. Look, here's the thing. Look, he has a point. And, uh, yeah, let's take a look at it. Let's not spend all that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of comments in uh, YouTube, a great friend of Trump versus Hillary, our uh, campaign show, now <laughs> making the transition over to the Trump Report, Storage Yard resident, how do you like the sound of President Trump? Um, well, Storage Yard resident, why don't you tell us what you think of the sound <laughs> of President Trump? Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I think we want to start on a on a positive mm-hmm. note, but we'll we look forward to hearing your comments. Uh, so, I think that that's a positive, and we're about to go through the nominations and appointments and staff. You know, some of the people that the Trump transition team has on board, and you know, we're probably going to have a few people that we're critical of. But the first, I think, is a great hire. And that's Chief of Staff Reince Priebus, because he ran the RNC for the last few years at a time when, you know, maybe the RNC wasn't uh, very popular, even amongst Republicans and conservatives. And to put it in a TV-friendly way, he's had to eat a lot of shit. He's (laughs) had to go out there and be at the front of, no, this is great, we're doing, you know. And uh, he knows how to manage so many different kinds of moving parts. And this is a tall order, being the chief of staff of President Donald Trump. Sorry, and just wanted to let it hang in the air for Oof. people watching. That hurt. <laughs> and I think, uh, I don't know, I think he's a great hire. And uh, I think, Scott, you were mentioning there's sort of a great political advantage to having him be the chief of staff. Right. I mean, he has a connection with Paul Ryan being from Wisconsin, and they've known each other for years. And obviously, he knows the political channels um, 
that'll help Trump as being the political neophyte. So out of all of his choices, and obviously he's been able to tame Trump throughout the, the presidential campaign. So Obviously all, tamed him? Well, tamed him in the sense of being able to keep him on what he needed to do to win because he obviously won this election um, even though it wasn't necessarily... about the two and a half million votes? Well, that's a whole different thing. I'm talking about the Electoral College and what he focused on. It's interesting talk about that, but I mean, the fact of the matter is is that he won. But I'm saying, yes, and and what he had to do and and to deal with all the Republican... Discourse. I, I don't like him, but I'm saying as far as the choice yeah, but that's, for see, that, Trump, I think that was a solid, smart like choice of the rest of the choice. He knows what right. the heck's he knows going the on. Channels. He understands. You need to have some people he, like that, you know, in your organization. People, and he and Paul Reiner are you know, friends and close, right. and that, that'll help with the Trump oh, relationship now, as, with Paul as Ryan. As we go so. through the list, it becomes interesting that a guy who said that he wanted to go to Washington to drain the swamp is, um, <laughs> there's a lot of swamp things that are going to continue I like to be swamp there. Dr- yeah. The recycled uh, swamp dweller. The yes, swamp I dwellers. Like yeah. The recycled swamp dwellers. Yeah, See, again, could be our <laughs> recycling. greenest, could yeah. be our greenest not president Not the kind ever. of recycling I'm uh, interested no, not in. not the good recycling. Peter, Peter Shahada in the chat room says, Trump is going to make America great again, hashtag M-A-G-A. And everybody you know who Here, says that, I want to know when was America great in their minds? And whose rights are right. we going to have right. to take away in order to what, restore what, that greatness? Whether he's making it great again, like a certain time. I would what, love what to was, see in four years that, you know what, America's great. I, w- I would be perfectly happy with that. But I, while everybody's saying this, yes, I want to know Benchmarks. when people think it was so great right. and how we're going to have to remove, I don't know, whose rights are we going to have to take away exactly. in order for us to get back to that time period? And yes, I, I get know, uh, employment's uh, not good, be, but they, it's a 4.6% right now. So they, what do they want it to be? Uh, you know, it's, it's actually at a really good pace. I mean, yes, I get there's a lot of economic sure. issues, but that's there, not going to change. There's a lot change. of issues. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be interesting to see uh, for who, whom, right. for whom uh, America will be made great again. But, uh, and at yeah, what expense I, will that happen I, I stand for by the idea that, you know, I think it's pretty good right now. You know, it was probably better when I was a kid, but I didn't have stuff to worry about. You know, America was better when I didn't have a mortgage. Yeah, you know? I agree with that so, one. So, <laughs> when I was just paying rent, oh my God, America was awesome. Actually, I lived with my parents and I wasn't yeah, paying rent. That was even, even better. better. I'm like, oh yeah, I can go to Europe for the summer. I have all this money, you know? So, yeah. So that's when America was great. Of course, coincidentally, that was during the Clinton years of the 90s. The the summer of 2000, that's when America was great. That's when I went to Europe for the summer. I I lived in my parents' house. I was in high school. (laughs) Why do you have to make me feel old? She had to add that in there. Okay, well, you know what? Here's the thing. I want to make America old again, all right, Chelsea? So you're going to be left out. Oh, the 1950s. 1950s. Except with civil civil rights. rights. All right, so it's an interesting point. So we're reading that. That's from our friend Storage Yard resident. And he's saying that uh, the 50s is when America was great, except for civil rights. It's very hard to discount the civil rights part of that, though, because they were so bad for... The women And women's not, rights. Yeah. Uh, also, Gay tax brackets, then, too. I assume, yeah. I assume they want to go back to 90% tax brackets for the uh, the wealthiest, because that, that was the time. Yeah. And we were making you know, a lot of uh, infrastructure things. That's when the interstate highway system was done by Eisenhower. That's when you know California had one of the best university systems uh, but we have to go back to 90% tax rate if, if people want to do that, too. Okay. Hmm. So. I mean... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if you're, you're saying make fine. America, that you're talking yeah. about tax cuts, then you need to go uh, back to, you know, increasing taxes and... So we've point. been... 
We've oh, been no, now, now it's the 60s. Except, except for the, the Vietnam, Vietnam War. War. <laughs> All right. So and he's going ra- yeah. he's, he's to say, the next thing Story J Resident is going to say, the 70s except for disco. Uh, <laughs> we'll get back to the comments in the chat room My in a little bit. My mom would very much let's, disagree with let's that. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of these appointments. We've been so positive. We've been doing the show for about 10 minutes now. We've been fairly positive. You know, some little jabs, you know, playful ribbing. Um <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> senior counselor and chief strategist Stephen K. Bannon. The appointment that uh, I'll speak first, uh, which is I personally don't believe he's a white supremacist. However, I do believe that Stephen K. Bannon is a really bad guy. Uh, so for me, that could be true. Even if it isn't, no, he's still not a good guy. I Through sort of a vast network. I know people who know him a little bit, and it's, oh yeah, he is not a good person. Give some details? Uh, just, you know, the kind of guy you don't want to you don't want to have in your organization. And if maybe you work for an organization that he becomes the head of, you decide you don't want to be part of it anymore. You know, people have told me things. I've known people who've worked a number of places, and all of a sudden Steve Bannon's in the office, and they're out of the office. So, mm-hmm. um... But, mm-hmm. again, cryptic. like, we don't want to... Well, if you look at where he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you know, just like in the 50s, you can't discount, like, oh, except for civil rights, there are these allegations, there are quotes that, uh, you know, he favors being being white, he thinks whites are better. Um, okay, so that's a guy who, you know, the smartest thing that Trump did was not appoint him chief of staff because uh, that was probably, that that was not going to go well. So he's just kind of, he's basically, you know, in the cartoons when you have the angel and the devil on your shoulders, well, Trump's going to have the the devil, the actual real devil, and then there'll be another devil, which is uh, Steve Bannon. Yeah, like a shoulder. devil, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> devil light. Chelsea, uh, your thoughts first on uh, Steve Bannon. Being... Interesting choice. I mean, we all think of like Breitbart and all, sure. right? But mm-hmm. also, he goes back to Goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. Wall Street. Trump was against, you know, the and Wall Street takeover. Where so did he this work? Is... Citizens United. You yes. know, that was his organization. Hillary, the movie, is the basis for that uh, Supreme Court decision. Supreme, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he's got his hands in a lot of things where you go, hmm, wow. Yeah. So I guess this, the old saying might be true, uh, where there's smoke, there's evil. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Scott, your thoughts on Steve Bannon. We'll, we'll start moving a little faster. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I, I, I agree nothing with good. nothing good nothing out good. of that now. Um, there's some not sp- smart, and it, and it goes back to, like, who are you surrounding yourself with? And this yeah. is going to be a very important advisor in his day-to-day, and that's going to be one of his advisors. That's a little scary. Yeah, uh, surprising appointment, and there's a few of those. Uh, housing and Urban Development, Dr. Ben Carson. And is part of it, like, the meaner... He was to you during the primaries the more prestigious of a position you're going to get, in which case I can only imagine what Ted Cruz is going to get, oh, you know? So, uh, you this know. This just makes zero right. sense. I wonder if in Trump's mind he was like, okay, urban development, who's the black guy oh, I know? T- one black guy that I know Dr. that I would Carson. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why. I, I'm surprised he didn't appoint Omarosa because that's the other black person <laughs> yeah. that he knows. Well, he's going for, for you know. He, yeah. He's, well, he's Dr. Ben Carson. Yes. And she's think, not Dr. Omarosa. And yeah. because maybe, you know, there was the story that he, he grew up in and in, thinking that because he grew up in, in housing and, and that he's somehow qualified because he grew up there as a kid, yeah. partly. I, I just find that that's kind of 
Um, well, you know, I went to Detroit once, so I can tell right, you that's about what I, the inner city myself. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Um, you see some of the other picks, uh, you know, general. Brain surgery is like housing because, well, insert good they, joke here. I, don't I mean, know. brain surgery is hard. So, all right. You have to be skillful, but I don't well, know that it translates. Skill, if you're a good brain skill. surgeon, it doesn't mean that you'll be a great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So right, just because you're sets. good in one field, yeah. And, you know, just because you're good as a businessman, it doesn't mean you'll be good as, I don't know, president. Like president yeah. Just a thought. Um, justice. Uh, this is Jeff little... Sessions. Uh, Chelsea, I'm going to sit back and let you talk about uh, this. Yeah. this is... where, where do you even start with that one? By crying. Um, justice in America may be a thing of the past. On multiple fronts, um, if you're a minority, uh, especially black, I mean, 30 years well, ago. And he, as you say, you have a reason for saying that. Yeah, yeah. he you know, endorsed a comment that was like, hey, you know, people who are uh, fighting for, or attorneys who fight for civil rights are traitors. And yeah. he said something like, hmm, maybe they are. Uh, and other not really commendable things. So... Uh, I, I just I have no idea how it makes any sense. It's also not great for the um, marijuana progress right. that we've made as a country. He's really anti. And right, you said it was like for smoke uh, smoking is what he stupid likes, people do. He liked the KKK until he found out that they smoked marijuana. Yeah, because honestly, when any of us look at the KKK, you know, we're probably like, oh, yeah, you know, the marijuana is the first problem right. that we have. That's a deal breaker. The, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, oh, they was about to click on submit my monthly payment, right. and yes. then I found out there was marijuana involved. So um, that's not cool, and it's just, there's no there, there, there's, really great, like, yes, this guy has a history of fighting for justice, fighting for minorities, women, um, and, and, justice. It's just not who you think of when you think of you justice. Don't. You don't. I always think of uh, him being like this fringe, even for the the Republican Party, kind of a fringe guy. And and let's be honest, they were talking about earlier here on the chat room about you know going back to the Reagan years in the eighties. He wasn't approved for a federal judgeship in nineteen eighty six because of racial. Comp- that was thirty years ago. So now all of a sudden it's supposed to be okay that you know. So I already think he has a lot going against him for such a, an important role. And yeah. that should be something that should be brought up again. You know, a that, that a lot of these important roles are going to require uh, congressional approval. And, you know, I think General James Mattis could be a good pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know my military men, one from the other. Uh, he's a retired four-star general. So, okay, sounds like he's got some qualifications. Except, of course, he happened to uh, nominee... Sorry, nominate. He happened to nominate a guy who hasn't been retired long enough. Right. He uh, must not have been in active duty for the previous seven years, which uh, General Mattis was. So uh, Congress needs to pass new legislation to bypass that federal Right, they have to basically give him a waiver because uh, that happened in the 1940s, um, and this is a law going back to 1947. That used to be 10 years. Now it's down to seven. Yeah. But uh, because they want to keep civilian control of the military, which is an important thing, and yes, you know, it's four years or whatever. I think he retired in 2013, so... Whatever. Now we're just kind of. Well, it's not like but, it's it's not like it's six and a half years. You know, it's not like yeah. uh, you know what, well, close enough. Fine. Yeah, here's a waiver. So uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, and I mean the way that uh, Congress is aligned, I, I don't know, probably will get it. But, I'm sure he will. John McCain's already said he supports uh, the waiver. Well, there's and, another guy you know. who you know you would think if you were John McCain, you would just be like, all right, anything that Trump wants, I'm going to say no because you know he 
was very disparaging, not just of his service, but of uh, being captured. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, it's... I wonder sometimes when I see an appointment like that, a guy who is probably qualified but not eligible. So is that just to be like, oh, yeah, I can – don't worry, I can get it through. You know, is that is it? did Trump just say like, I'll get this. Don't worry. Everybody owes me for some reason. I, I don't know why he thinks. And if you, anybody in the chat room <laughs> wants to chime in as to why they think that uh, General Mattis would be the uh, right appointment, please let us know. Or you can tweet us at Trump Report ABTV. Uh, Secretary of Education, uh, Betsy DeVos. Um, Scott, this is another reason not to have children because uh, they're not going to be educated. Right. I mean, everybody uh, go homeschool because if you don't get a voucher, you're going to go to a crappy school that's got no funding. I like to think I live in a good school district, though. So so we'll see. Uh, But what are the concerns about Betsy? Whichever one of you wants to go first. Oh, I was going to say, well, first of all, it's funny, I know the DeVos family, not personally, but growing up in Orlando, her father-in-law had bought the Orlando Magic, and, you know, you always uh, would hear stuff about the family, and he started Amway, you know, the big and the big pyramid schemes and oh all that. Oh, my God, really? Uh, yeah, That's so... I, I, don't, I don't know if I need to know any more about uh, the family. They yeah. created Amway. So, yeah. yes, his, her father-in-law did. Uh, you know, she's a billionaire philanthropist that has absolutely no experience in the education system and what's important is that we do need to dedicate towards public schools and all she wants to do is she's pro school voucher which destroys public education and we already at a turning point with with education as we can see clearly when people fall for fake news and other things that we really should be focused in investing in public schools instead she wants to do the complete opposite and you know obviously Teachers and, and and everything are strongly well, against that this appointment. I mean, it's 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 an awful appointment. Again, my, she's surrounding. Her, he's supposed to surround himself with the best people, and that's the best person for education secretary. A billionaire who doesn't have really? kids in public education. Yeah. Did she ever have kids in public education? No, of course not. I didn't think so. My thoughts on just, on these private school vouchers are that they're great for the kids who are able to get them. Yeah. So the and that's the kids. problem. And anybody that's who the saw that word. documentary Waiting for Superman yes. is heartbreaking. Yes. You can see the kids who go on and you're like, well, it's going to be great for them. What about everybody else exactly. who is in the public schools? And, you know, my wife and I, we plan to send our son to public school uh, because we can't afford private school. So we would like our public school in here in the Valley to you know be a good one. And right. we hope that that continues. But... You start giving out more of these private school vouchers, then parents like us become concerned. But it's always something that people who feel really strongly that the the voucher program is what's going to make it better, I always say, fine, explain to me how that works. And uh, anybody who'd like to, please comment on the chat room or at Trump Report ABTV if for those listening after the fact, and we will share your comments mm-hmm. on a future show. Because uh, I haven't heard a good argument to the voucher program, except for people that want to be able to take their kids out of a school that they think is not very good and put them right. in some and, and if they're successful, because just because you mm-hmm. want your kid to go to, right. you know, say you live in North Hollywood, and this is very local, but because we're in North Hollywood, and you're like, well, the Burbank School District is just a couple minutes away, and it's better, I would like to send my kid there. And then it's like, well, why do you get to do that? Right. Why can't just everyone in North Hollywood do that? And then what happens to the North Hollywood School? Exactly. And again, that's keeping it local, because that's what we do here at After Buzz. <laughs> uh, Speaking of fake news, uh, National Security Advisor, uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, his pick for the NSA, apparently asked for security clearance for yeah. his son, 
who uh, spread conspiracy theories, uh, including the Pizzagate, which is a terrible story if you read about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a man in North Carolina over the weekend went into this alleged, well, it's not an alleged pizza parlor. This pizza parlor <laughs> where things were alleged. Although I haven't tasted the pizza. I've been to some alleged pizza parlors in my day, mostly since I moved to California. Right. But... Uh, you know, and so anyway, so uh, Fl- we'll call him Lil Flynn. Flynn Jr. Uh, was a guy who spread a lot of conspiracy theories and fake news. And uh, they've had to, the Trump transition team has basically had to, you know, distance themselves from this guy. The, despite the fact there was a, anybody who wants to see a fun video, watch uh, Jake Tapper uh, talking to Mike Pence today, where he literally asked him eight times to <laughs> explain this, and finally Pence had to say something, and that was the answer that you know everybody's run with since uh, Jake Tapper on CNN. And uh, again, to Chelsea's point, you're supposed to sup- uh, surround yourself with the best and brightest. Okay, but you're not necessarily doing that just because you're like, oh, you know, my kid needs a job. Let me give him a. Oh, your your kid who has the you know the byline on the story about uh, the uh, child molester uh pizza parlor yeah great go ahead give him a desk uh, you know g- give an office near the clearance. window and security right. clearance so uh you know there have been some hiccups already, and you feel hiccups. like yeah. you feel <laughs> no, very hiccups. pleasant. We're trying to be very positive here in the Trump. Well, report. I guess my my bit of positive news is that in the last month, I've gotten a lot of communications from friends who before have been like supportive of me becoming political and being on this show. To now, they're like, okay, I need to watch. I need to get involved. I can't just sit on my ass. Right. I have kids, and I want them to grow up in a great country, sure. and I need to get involved. And that sentiment is the most hopeful thing because the worst thing, more dangerous than Trump himself, is American apathy. Right, I was just going to say apathy is definitely And now I think people are woken up and I just hope that they don't uh, have this like frenzied woken up because that won't last four years. Good luck if it lasts four months. Mm -hmm. We need a general sense of awake alertness and concern to get you through four years, this like, oh my God thing for four years is just not mm-hmm. going to fly. So we all got to do a little calm down, but wake up and stay alert and stay on and, this. And, and being it for the long run, which we'll, I'll get into later about the Moral Mondays thing and the North Carolina governor race. But yeah, that we, is something which that's we'll very talk important. About but I was moment, just going to quickly go back to Michael Flynn. The thing that, that is very scary about his appointment is one, it never has to be approved by Congress. Yeah. And two, because he's going to be involved with such sensitive information, here's a guy that is been working with conspiracy theories and believes conspiracy theories. That's a very frightening thing for me to think about. And I'm sure for a lot of people to think about that this man now will be able to be getting top secret information on a daily basis and again be advising the president on what to do with these type of threats that are happening around the world. And it's a very scary thing when you have someone that's invested in 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 these conspiracy type stories and stuff. And do you uh do you th- do you both think that Donald Trump has a folder of uh, things that he, you know, basically in mid-afternoon on January 20th, he's going to, you know, go down in the NSA bunker and he's like, all right, I need to look up all these people who have wronged me over the years. And finally, I'm going to find out if I'm right about my assumption, because I can't say I wouldn't, you know, I'm like, oh, I can look up anything on anybody. Yeah, let me go ahead and do that. And 
you feel like maybe maybe you'll have somebody do it for him. Maybe Ben and go down in the basement and uh. Uh, let me know what you can dig up. But well, people who know him say he's a vengeful person, yeah. so it wouldn't be out of character. I don't no, know him, and I'll say he's a vengeful well, person. Well, I mean, I mean that's like pure Nixonian right there. Yeah. Like, let's just start going on the enemies list and go through, and obviously Nixon was very paranoid, and, and there seems a lot of, it, of these attributes with Trump, and doesn't, didn't like the press, and, you know, it's very similar to sort of Trump's uh, mentality. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if well, we wanted to do something like that. You know, they say only Nixon could go to China, <laughs> and uh, apparently... Only Nixon. Donald Trump could talk to Taiwan. I say only Trump can go to Taiwan. Yeah. Well, he hasn't gone yet. And no, I know, but I'm just do saying. Do you think because that, of that that's an issue of not knowing the protocol, he had no idea. or not he had no caring, idea. or both? Because I, I think he didn't know, and you know, so he has the conversation, and he finds out. Oh, you know, you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. And then he's like, eh, you know, I'm the president. What are you going to do? And you know, China. You know, there's a lot of talk about Russia. You know, let's. Try to you know leave them, but you don't really want to get China too upset. You know? already, he's already talked badly about them yeah. a lot, so yep, through the campaign. And you know, just think about how much of our debt they own. You know, and I mean, mm-hmm. the, at some point they're going to be annoyed that uh, we haven't paid and, them. And, you know? and the biggest uh, populated country with the biggest army, and uh, obviously is diametrically completely separate political structure than we have. So. Um, there's already a lot there. That there's already that that fine line of tension brewing. But yeah, they they basically own us. So yeah. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it's true. So we don't want to uh, piss them off too. But too that much. see that the uh, election of Trump disproves my theory that I just expected at some point that the White House was going to be run by a puppet for the Chinese. But we don't have that yet. No. But maybe in a few years that we'll get a Chinese approved. <laughs> You know, sleeper agent yes. or something who <laughs> will take over. But uh, I want to make sure we get to this. So I want to move to uh, a segment that we're going to have here on the show whenever we have it. And uh, there's two parts to it. Scott will have the second part. But the progressive silver lining. Maybe we'll even come up with a jingle for it. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Is there a dance to go I along with maybe. it? <laughs> I said maybe. Um, but at the very least, a graphic maybe we'll come up with. But uh, Chelsea, you posted this uh, earlier this week. There was some good news uh, about uh, the Dakota Pipeline, Standing Rock story. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know how much we talked about this because I get sometimes my shows confused about what I talk about on Justice is Served and this show. But I don't think we've talked about the Dakota Access Pipeline. We talked about the Dakota Access Pipeline a lot on the New York Mets wrap-up show. Oh, I was like, we did on the show, too. No, but we did. But we didn't talk about it that much, to tell you the truth. I know we talked about it, Mm -hmm. but not that much. All right. So thousands of people have gone to stand with the water protectors, including this weekend veterans. I've heard somewhere... Uh, range of like 2,000 mm-hmm. to 5,000 veterans, so I don't know exactly how many. But the word is that it wasn't going to look great for police to be blasting veterans with freezing cold water and rubber mm-hmm. bullets, so they decided to pull the, the permit for the easement, uh, they being the uh, Army Corps of Engineers. And so this was a big win. And I, you know, Facebooked a lot of, you know, excited emojis and like this could be the end. And then hours later, it was like not so fast because um, Energy Partners, I guess is the name of the company that is putting in the pipeline. They're like, we don't care. We're going to go ahead anyway. We'll pay the fine perhaps of like $50,000. And they've also filed a lawsuit. Uh, So it is a... So the silver lining battle. is not so silver at the moment. Well, the battle has been won. The war remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But there was also a really beautiful scene of um, veterans apologizing to 
the American um, Indians about what we took from them and how we've treated them. And so there is some positive, conscious, great stuff happening outside of our government. <laughs> uh, if, you know, I, I wish that the government would do more. It's it wouldn't be hard to you know either name the site something protected like right. A, like burn. I feel feel like Obama's been a little slow on on doing so this, which I was slow. hoping at this point. slow. I would love him to be more involved before he leaves Absolutely. office. And he you know the so I, I, would have, I have no idea what no. his deal is because if Trump gets to make the decision, he'll likely support the pipeline because mm-hmm. it's said that he has investments in companies that are in the pipeline. So it, you know it's not just about a pipeline. It's not. Just just about Native Americans, if we put in this pipeline, it makes it harder, more expensive to do alternate, alternative energy right. because now this pipeline has to be profitable. And so it throws off the economics. If you're a true capitalist, you cannot believe in this pipeline because capitalism would, the free market would say that uh, alternative energy should start taking over. And we're um, in, inflating sort of the value of oil, even though it's gone down by putting things in, like this pipeline. And yes, it's a danger to our water. It's a danger oh, yeah, to our environment. Oh, yeah, that's the big thing I was going to say, the environmental danger. Yeah, we leak. hear a lot about the... Right, and well, going we don't hear enough about and, it, yes. Yeah. But they are really Absolutely. bad. So uh, it's like good news, but then it's like, kind of not so, so as great as when I first posted We're going to go ahead and give a B- minus to that silver lining because <laughs> it's not as silver as it was. It's a bit of a bronze lining at the moment. But uh, Scott... Kind of like my health insurance plan. Jesus yeah, the, Christ. Uh, what's about to happen the in January. Is, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways, that's a whole yeah, other. That's, that's a, a whole other story. Uh, and you know uh, what? Uh, you, you can't. Yeah, be, we can't even blame Trump for that. So, uh, you well, know. we can blame the Republicans who have not allowed for right, the full implementation of it across uh, different, you know, across things the that would and, allow the price of medical mm-hmm. um, to go down, like you know, prescription drug. But then, how do you, how would the drug companies make any money? I don't know. Oh, I know the poor theory. things. I know. Yeah. I feel so horrible uh, for them. But oh. you have uh, you have another silver lining, Scott. Uh, the North Carolina yes, governor's race after so. a very very contentious. Which, uh, and race. I don't understand how it took quite so long. It took a month. But anyway. well, it took a month because Pat McCrory did not want to concede and kept saying, you know, their whole philosophy was, well, if Trump won by three points in the state and. Uh, won re-election, all the, you know, Republicans are winning, then it made sense that Pat McCrory should have won. But it goes to show, and I've had this discussion with people too, is that when it's all said and done, you know, for the presidential race, it tends to be more party preference. Like if you're a Republican, you're going to vote for your Republican candidate. If you're a Democrat, you're going to vote for your Democratic candidate. But when it comes to the gubernatorial races, you tend to have people that are voting on the person. So that's why you end up getting Republican governors in very Democratic states and vice versa. Mitt Romney was the um, governor of Massachusetts. I know exactly. A lot of Charlie Baker there, is yeah. the current governor of Massachusetts, also Republican, and Larry Hogan in Maryland. And, and um, you know, so you get George this Pataki was the governor of New York for, for 12 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, so you get a lot of this because it's more on the, the actual individual person. And then, of course, what this person did and Pat McCrory, uh, obviously was very responsible for HB2, which is the the bathroom law for transgender uh, people in North Carolina, and it took a huge economic hit, and the majority of North Carolinians did not support it. And also, they had a thing which I thought about you, Chelsea, as I imagine you would be involved if you were in North Carolina, was the Moral Monday, which is the Moral Monday thing, and this is sort of the long game of what we're talking about with progressives being involved with. This was every week 
uh, progressive uh, religious backers would go in and they would be protesting the things that the state of North Carolina was doing, which Pat McCrory was involved with when it came Ooh, to, yeah. you know, and they were getting arrested for peaceful, you know, protesting. Yeah. Um, and it was something that went on every single week beginning in 2013. Um, it was interesting. How did I not know about this? It was a big, it was actually a pretty big thing and it actually spread to South Carolina and Georgia a little bit too. It was a very big thing that they did and it was the long game and they kept it going and they kept everything that he was doing and the government in the news. Uh, the interesting thing about Pat McCrory, he lost in Charlotte where he's former mayor. Um, he also lost, he ran in 2008 when uh, Obama first ran for office and as you know, North Carolina went very slimly to Obama and also that's when they elected uh, Bev Perdue. Uh, so she, she was only in for one term. She decided not to one, run for re-election. The other interesting fact about McCrory is he's the first sitting governor in North Carolina to lose re-election since they reinstated that in 1976. So it's a pretty wow. big deal that he did not win uh, re-election. A lot of it has to do with the things that he uh, was involved with. And uh, uh, it was a very slim win. I mean, it was only 10,000 votes for Roy Cooper. But considering what was going on and the headwinds were in the Republicans' favor, it's pretty remarkable that he actually well, did end up losing. And to your point that people vote for the person for governor, they just they really to. didn't like him. No, they did and not. Because they're like, yeah, I'm voting Republican, Republican, Republican. Mm-hmm. Not that guy. And uh, that's interesting. So Yeah, it was uh, just over the threshold because in the state you have to have below 10,000 and it's a, a state paid for recount. But he was just over 10,000 votes, which meant it had to be you know personally paid for for the recount and uh it's very good that he finally decided to concede because i thought he was going to stretch this out and pack the state supreme court with with republican uh you know skewing conservative judges the other the great news though about this is that uh, having a democrat governor in a a battleground state will make a very big difference when it comes to the 20 presidential election uh because now you're going to have someone who's going to be in favor of expanding the voter rights for the state of North Carolina, for having expanded uh, early voting hours. You're going to have a governor who does not believe in HB2 and the transgender law and will not be supporting that. Uh, So you have a lot of very positive things for progressives, especially as we move in the future into the 18 and 20 races, but just alone and knowing that North Carolina is going to stand up to uh, a lot of these Trump policies, and that's a very, very exciting thing. And he's the only governor. He Pat gets McCrory. an A plus. I was just going to say, you get an A plus for your silver lining. Well, because no, I'm just saying. You are. <laughs> well, no, I am, and, and he's the only uh, uh, governor that lost re- their reelection bid this this uh, election as well. So there's a lot that uh, it, it, and I, I think it shows that Americans will not put up with these discriminatory uh, practices anymore. And that's a warning to the federal government as well. If you're trying to take away women's rights and LGBT rights, you're going to see that you're going to get a backlash. It didn't work in Indiana, as we saw. It didn't work in North Carolina. It's not going to work federally. I hope it works in the marijuana laws, because I read that two million more people voted for marijuana in Florida than voted for Trump. And so if they now try and roll back our rights in that regard, people might get really pissed off. Oh, they will. They they absolutely will. And you know California is going to be in the forefront of suing the federal government if they try to get involved. Because here, again, Republicans are all about states' rights. How can you be for states' rights but then tell them you can't, you know, have your state right of of marijuana that you legalize by a big margin? So at the end of the day, for Pat McCrory, uh, not a good uh, turn of events, not a good cycle. I think our president-elect would call you a loser. Except he'll uh, probably because, end up in Trump's uh, cabinet now uh, as a recycled swamp dweller. That's so a good that's... point. <laughs> uh, so we have the progressive silver We're lining. We're going to have to have that as um, 
a segment every week. Who the, is this week's recycled, recycled swamp dweller? And please send us yours uh, if you know of any at Report ABTV. See, there you go. Uh, we only have a few more minutes already. Just just flies by like like in the old days, you know, back two months ago. And uh, there's oh, wait, also there's a little bit of silver. I have a kind kind of progressive silver lining to kind of help. Sure. You know my. B minus efforts. Um, we don't grade on a curve here, but go ahead. Um, you have one. What about minute. extra credit, though? Here's my here's my attempt. Okay, progressives and Sarah Palin agree on something. Oh, that's just scary. It's like the world is ending. <laughs> they agree on something. But they all like hockey. I don't even know what they could possibly agree on. Okay, so this deal the, where Trump saved you know thousand jobs, jobs mm-hmm. from yeah. carrier moving to I don't know where Mexico, he's, Mexico. from Indiana. Right. Convenient uh, that the vice president elect is the governor of Indiana. Tax convenient. Benefits, right. But. So you know this was a big you know Trump win because mm-hmm. he you know delivered on his promise that he was going to force companies to stay and keep jobs in America. But if you look sort of behind the curtains you see that there was a massive tax break uh, upward uh, it's like seven, worth seven, 70, mi- some, some, 70, 70 million, million some so crazy. sarah palin called it crony capitalism mm-hmm. uh yeah. hello this is where i get a big reaction and yeah. like extra credit points yeah <laughs> not so, to mention yeah, there's still many thousands a, of jobs they're still going to mexico it's a solid from the carrier deal. right it's not a b minus anymore <laughs> uh, but okay. uh, it's all right. Look, like it. you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get into a good college with a B. All right, don't worry <laughs> about it. That's a good average. You know, Scott will write to you from his Ivy League college. Uh, so we have up. progressive <laughs> silver lining, but uh, it'll be a little bit of a progressive buzzkill uh, because uh, you know S- Scott before mentioned the possibility of a of a recount in the gubernatorial race there in North Carolina. Uh, I just feel like it's worth pointing out because people, you know, post so many things still and online, and this is all that they're hold, holding hope on to. You know, Jill Stein, for whatever reason, wants to raise all this money for all the recounts. Uh, okay, you can do that, but, you know, these margins are they're pretty big, you know. In a lot of cases, they're things like well, 70,000. Well, ironically, 000. in some states, had all her voters gone to Hillary, it would have changed the outcome. Well, and those states were, and I get the concern is the fact that these states had been democratic since the 80s and they won by such relatively very, no, slim, slim numbers margins where you we're talking about 80,000 votes across the three states as opposed to the you know nearly three million vote plurality for hillary clinton and you're thinking that 80,000 votes in those three states for states that have gone democratic for 30 years it's a it, it's a concern but then again i do feel like there there is no hurt in doing the recount because it proves that there isn't anything nefarious no, going on because but it's not going to change anything it's we not going to change it's, anything it's, it's, it's not going to change here's anything. the thing you know that's going to happen what you know whether it happens or not uh there's so many people even our our dear friend drexel Hurd will post about this occasionally the fact that the electoral college can vote for someone else and he's like i you know he's sort of Fancies the idea that on, um, I think it's December 19th? Yes, and December that, 19th, that 2 p.m. in the state capitals. That they'll do the right thing. I'm using yeah. air quotes for people listening and, uh, you know, vote for Hillary. You, I'm, that's not going to happen. Just know that, you know, these right. people, you know, there's going to be a couple, but right. you would need them all to do it. You would 30, need like 30, and, yes. Yeah, and there was also the, you One know, has quit because he doesn't want to do it. Which is, And you know one what? has said he's, a Republican has yeah. said he's not going to. Right. Give it to but Trump's one in Washington the- State has also said they were not going to vote for Hillary, so that already puts you down. So that already, already puts you down. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, and, and actually, 
And in trying to look for the good news in that, because for a while I was like, oh my God, maybe the Electoral College can save us. Because Mm -hmm. there is a valid argument to that this is the job of the Electoral College is to save the voters from ourselves when we choose somebody who's utterly disqualified. But to me, it feels a little bit like the big bailout of 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 Wall Street where it like it saved us and it was probably necessary but it just made us go like oh whatever we can go back to sleep now because mm-hmm. everything's fine right and, and uh, if that and- would happen I think American apathy would go back up again. See, like, see, we can just sit we back. We can just sit and back just and doesn't matter. Let the system take care of it. See, the, so it's the, better. And, and we talked about this uh, in the final episode of Trump versus Hillary that, you know, you're basically kind of undoing the foundation that uh, the election system is built on, you know, for whatever reason. I, I understand the Electoral College had to do with the slave, slave rights and all that. And, and but give smaller it's the states. system that's in place. Right. You and don't get to change it now. Well, you, you, don't well, actually tell, you, could. you could. You could. And I think that is something that needs to be brought up. It will never happen with the Republican control in the state houses and, and the federal level right now. But it is something because when you see a, two candidates in 16 years now lose the popular vote, or, or excuse me, lose the Electoral College vote, but uh, win the popular vote, that is a concern. And that, this that, is a that, wide margin. And, and this time it's the it's a huge margin. Only John Quincy Adams in the percentage wise had a had a bigger uh vote popular vote loss than, than Donald Trump. Obviously bigger numbers wise for Donald Trump. But that is a problem. I think the the silver lining though, what you're saying, another silver lining for progressives is the fact that if Hillary Clinton would have won this term, it would have meant more losses for us at the federal and state level in 2018. And Americans would have gone to sleep. And it would have been a likely loss for her in 2020. It would have been harder to win re-election because it just doesn't work well with having the same presidential party hold more than two terms, three terms. Um, It's very difficult. So now we actually have a chance to take back some control, although likely in Unlikely in 2018, but at least in 2020. Right. With the new census and and, and everything else. To to put a button on it, it, it's not happening. You need to look beyond it. Right, and, but we do look, need to look beyond weeks, it and make changes. In a couple of weeks, you'll have to look beyond it. But, right. you know, there's still people holding out hope that that day something... I mean, I don't know. I'm still holding out hope this year. Crazy. Anything's possible, right? You never know. Everything's possible, and I will hold out hope until December 19th. When, but there does need to be changes, and I think that is something down the road the Electoral I, College needs to I think down the road, the, the conversation can happen. Absolutely. I don't think it's going to happen, you know, two weeks from now. Oh, anytime soon And now. the fact that you, you know, have electors who were at least the one who's resigned because they didn't want it okay that's more likely to happen mm-hmm. than anything else because if you feel right. like you can't fulfill your duty you're just going to step step down but and you're, uh, you're, you're republic you know you, you the slate of electors are going to be the ones from their party so that's why you're not going to see this big swing of trump or gop electors of their state now suddenly voting for hillary you're just not going to see that huge number of people unfortunately that make that change but i definitely think electoral college is is, is archaic and needs to be uh revamped because it's it doesn't work it's not fair for even Republican voters in California, for instance. They their vote doesn't count essentially. Like they that's, don't need that's, to vote. It's true. But that's 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 crazy, and there's something wrong with that, and and then vice versa. Like well, a Democratic voter in Alabama never has their vote count. I mean, it's those type of things that that are really kind of crazy when you think about it. Well, it's like the Boeing deal. Hey, let's take a look at it. Let's right. figure out what's wrong. Like with maybe it and split see if we can it out. Fix it somewhere in the future. Congressional district or something like Nebraska and Maine do. There's there's definitely things that should be discussed about that though. But speaking of focusing on the future. We need to look ahead towards next week because we're out of time. Uh, We will be back next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. That is our regular time, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, So for myself, Christian Blatt, I'm on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. For Scott Moore at SMAN80. Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. Don't forget, 
at Trump Report ABTV. And uh, please post your questions, comments, concerns. Follow us there. Lots like us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Comment and rate <laughs> on iTunes. Thanks for everybody in the chat room. Special thanks, Storage Yard resident, for making the transition to the new show. <laughs> and uh, we will see you all next Tuesday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.